Welcome to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissist actors, directors, and producers. Here, we'll laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does, and they've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. And this is May. And welcome back to another episode of The Cinema Rag. We hope you're doing well on this Wednesday. Today, we are inaugurating our Desert Island series, and we're going to start with directors. What does Desert Island mean? Well, if we were stuck on a desert island and we could only watch the films of a certain director, who would that director be? So this is the first of at least three. We're also going to do actor and actress sometime in the future. But we thought since the director is the, the captain of the ship, we would start with him or her. And so we are each going to give four choices, nominees, so to speak, that we would put on our own respective desert island. And at the end, we're going to reveal which of those four from our own personal lists uh, that we would pick to be stuck on a desert island with. May, how are you feeling today? You doing okay? I'm doing okay. Okay. How about you, Gregory? I'm doing great. All right. All right. So here's my criteria for Desert Island. Now, it might be a little different than May's. Again, I don't know her list yet. She doesn't know my list. But I'm not looking necessarily at quality. What I'm looking at is quantity and feel good. Because if I'm stuck on a desert island for the rest of my life, and I can only watch one director's work. I don't want it to be somebody who's going to make me depressed or has a nihilistic, cynical view of the world. I also don't want to pick a director who only has like three or four films. So as much as I love, let's say, Damien Chazelle or even Ben Affleck, they don't have enough work for me to choose them. So understand before I, I give out my four that I'm not saying that these are the four best directors of all time. What I'm saying is I'm thinking about my mental health. I'm thinking about my temperament and I want movies that are going to make me feel good overall. And so I have to put that into consideration. May, what's your criteria for what you're picking? Well, for me, it's just movies that I love, movies that I like by this particular director. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a feel-good movie. Um, I can tolerate it not being a feel-good movie, but it does need to be entertaining, and it does need to have quality and quantity, as you said. Okay, so you are looking at quantity, so you're not going to be picking somebody like, well, I don't know if you would have like Denis Villeneuve from Arrival and Dune, and he only has a few movies. You're not going to be picking somebody who only has like five or six works. No, no. Okay. Well, I will go first. So um, these are no particular order. So the first director I say is not necessarily going to be the director that I pick, but I, these are my four finalists. And then at the end of this, we'll go through some honorable mentions as to why each of us didn't pick maybe more well-known or respected directors. So my fourth choice is going to be, again, no particular order, Ridley Scott. Now, why do I pick Ridley Scott? Ridley Scott's been doing movies, I mean, really since the 70s, but 
mainstream Hollywood, he's been doing them for uh, over 40 years. So by picking Ridley Scott, what am I getting? Just among the hits, Alien, Blade Runner, my favorite Tom Cruise movie, not joking, Legend, The Bad Douglas movie, Black Rain, Thelma and Louise, White Squall, G.I. Joe, Gladiator, Black Hawk Down, Kingdom of Heaven. So I'm getting my little historical pieces. A Good Year, the Russell Crowe, Marion Cotillard romance story. American Gangster, Robin Hood, Prometheus. So I'm getting the Alien sequels. The Martian, Christian Bale's Exodus, God and Kings. And <laughs> The Last Duel, which was Affleck and Damon's most recent work. He directed that. House of Gucci, which I think is crap. But then I get, for bonus, one of the movies I'm looking forward to in 2023, Napoleon with Joaquin Phoenix as Napoleon. And then the much talked about between you and me, Gladiator 2 with Denzel and Paul Mescal. So I'm getting range and a lot of work. What do you think about Ridley? Is he one of your four? No, he's not, but I do respect him. I respect a lot of his work, especially Alien and Blade Runner. Um, and yeah, I, th I think he's a he's a solid pick. So yeah, I agree with you on that. Thank you. But and and the good not. thing about this list too, May, is that it's all preferences. So there's no right or wrong. It's just, mm -hmm. if we're on our own desert island alone, who would we pick? So I don't necessarily right. agree with your work. You don't have to agree with mine because we're stuck on this island with this or th this person's work. So who is your one of your four? Yeah, and I also like Prometheus too by Scott. It's got my boy Fassbender, who you don't like. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> but anyways, mine is Quentin Tarantino. We talked about him before in our director uh, versus director. Well, he has Pulp Fiction, uh, his creative masterpiece, um, a screenwriting masterpiece and visual feast as well um, with all the, you know, jumbled up chronology and everything. Uh, he has Jackie Brown, which is a com comedic, uh, good, funny film, uh, also borrowing from exploitation films. Mm -hmm. uh, he's done Kill Bill, the two films, which are very, very entertaining martial arts type movies, um, Inglorious Bastards, sure. uh, with the revisionist history, uh, also a very good movie, uh, Django Unchained, which is you know just a blood fest kind of film, but it, right, it right. Is, I mean, we know Tarantino's work, so why would you um, pick, why would you pick? But those are my movie? those are my favorite films of his. So, you know, I think. I could possibly, yeah, you know, knowing that the, the violence is actually not real, um, but to the point where it's so overdone, um, I, I could overlook that and also see a lot of the comedy in it and, okay. you know, a lot of good drama too, actually. So yeah, that's why I picked Tarantino. So if you guys are new to the feed, we did a director versus director. We commonly do actor versus actors. We did Christopher Nolan versus Tarantino. So I recommend you check out that episode. I personally would not pick Tarantino. And you already know this uh, because I find his work to be dark. And yes, there's definitely humor in his, his works. Most of his movies have some, some humor or a decent amount of humor. In particular, I think Pulp Fiction is pretty funny. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is pretty funny. 
But overall, for me, I think he has a pretty nihilistic view of, of the world. And I just wouldn't want to be stuck on an island with his work, given just you know, his, his outlook. It's, it is dark. It's dark comedy, but it's very entertaining, I think. Totally. Totally. All right. My next nominee, I know you might laugh at this one, is Ivan Reitman. Now, hear me out. Reitman's most famous works. Again, a lot of these are going to be comedic directors. Ivan Reitman's most famous works are going to be coming from the 80s. But with, with Reitman, what do I get? <laughs> How many of these movies do you remember? Do you remember Meatballs with Bill Yes, Martin? I do. Yeah, I get that. I get Stripes. I get Ghostbusters. Legal Eagles, which is not bad of a Robert Redford movie. Twins, Kindergarten Cop, Ghostbusters 2, Dave, which is a very good Kevin Klein movie. And I'm not a big fan of Kevin Klein. Junior, Father's Day, Evolution, the David Duchovny movie, Six Days, Seven Nights, which is a Harrison Ford trash movie. No Strings Attached, the Ashton Kutcher, Natalie Portman rom-com. So I get a little rom-com. I get my super ex-girlfriend, the Uma Thurman one where the boy, the boy oh, yeah. Luke Wilson finds out that she's got mm -hmm. superpowers. And then I get Draft Day, which is the Kevin Costner sports movie about him being a football general manager. So I'm getting romance. I'm getting classic comedy from the 80s. I'm getting a little sports and overall feel good stuff. No, I can't stand that stuff. I I, th I think it's corny. <laughs> He's a corny. Those a lot of those films are corny, and I I just that doesn't appeal to me. No. Come on, you get Ghostbusters. No, no. I mean, I liked Ghostbusters when I watched it when I was like eight or nine, I guess. But I, but that was it. You know, I I can't stand movies like that really. Okay. Well, may he rest in peace. His son, of course, is still uh, directing Jason Reitman. But okay, oh, who's, yeah. your, who's your second choice? Uh, my second choice is Martin Scorsese. Okay. Uh, just because of his wide breadth of films, his hurts his great dramas, um, like Taxi Driver, uh, The Departed, Goodfellas, Shutter Island, Raging Bull. Um, the Last Temptation of Christ, Cape Fear, The King of Comedy, which is a dark comedy, uh, The Age of Innocence, The Color of Money, all of those films. Oh, you know, he's done a lot more than that, too. And he's he just keeps going. And he even said he doesn't have much time left, but he's going to keep going. So Pillars of the Flower Moon is is well received so far as of, of this recording. It hasn't gone main. Exactly. Distribution exactly. Yet. And I look yeah. forward to watching it, I hope. So yeah. Strong choice. I think a lot of people would put him in their top four nominees for mm -hmm. Desert Island. Uh I, I can't complain. Again, this is preferences. You do get breadth of work, obviously, because he's been doing movies since the 70s and he's been prolific in his output. I personally just wouldn't pick De Niro. I'm sorry, Scorsese. See, they're two are so interchangeably intertwined. Um, sort of, yeah. His movies are dark. I mean, yeah, you got Kings of Comedy and you got lighter work. I just, again, for me, Desert Island, I'm stuck in an island. I don't want violence and dark movies. And if you spend, look at his early work, of course, his early work is most of his 70s work is pretty dark. Um, you do get, I think, 
unintentional comedy or maybe intentional comedy with movies like Goodfellas and um, The Departed and, and so forth. He's also done Wolf of Wall Street. And yeah, Wolf Aviator. of Wall Street is funny. That is funny. Yeah, and The Aviator as well with Leo. Yeah. So yeah, no, yeah, I mean he's got he's got a combination, and he's also done, I believe, a movie about the a Buddhist child. Too. Yeah, so, and he, he's done Silence, um, the Catholic monk, uh, Catholic priest movie mm -hmm. of the 70th century when they go to Japan. So I get that in my own. Yeah. But for me, it's a very well-respected choice, understandable choice just for my desert island. It definitely satisfies the criteria of range. Uh, I would say content. I, for me, uh, it's just a little too dark. But okay, there's so many I, movies to work from, so I could just pick his more lighthearted stuff if I was yeah. stuck on his desert island. I, 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 I just, respect that. Yeah. I would just stay away from, you know, his especially his his seventy work, his seventies work, which I think is. Eh, I wouldn't. I I would love to watch Taxi Driver again. So oh, yeah. Taxi Driver is dark, man. You would yeah, watch that over and over and over. The narrow at his peak. So yeah, yeah I I hear you. Okay. My next nominee is Spielberg. I think this is an obvious top top four nominee. I'm getting almost 50 years of work. And I don't need to mention all the classics that he's done. He does action. So I'm getting all the Indiana Jones, or at least if we're looking at directing, I get at least the first three because he didn't, no, he did the fourth one too. He just, Mangold did the most recent one. So I get the Indiana Jones, I get E.T., I get the more cerebral ones like Close Encounters, Schindler's List. I get a couple of musicals like West Side Story. Uh, and, you know, I get War of the Worlds, Minority Report, just Jurassic Park. I mean, I don't I don't think I need to go through all his work. He does a wide range and a wide output. I don't know if there's any director who's done more work aside from like John Ford and all his Westerns that he did back, you know, from the 1930s to 1970s. Yeah, I love I love his earlier work, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, uh, Jaws. Um, I'm not a big fan of E.T., though. Um, and I do respect the Indiana Jones series, but I'm not a huge fan of Indiana Jones. Um, but yeah, he did do The Color Purple and um, Schindler's List. So yeah, I, I do respect the man. Yeah, he's, he's done tons of work and there's a lot of range. Okay, mm -hmm. who is your third? Nominee. Well, the third one is an old guy named Alfred Hitchcock. Okay. Uh, the father of sus the suspense thriller. Uh, I'm, the first Hitchcock movie I ever saw was The Trouble with Harry, and it has Shirley MacLaine and I believe Gregory Peck in it, and also a young Ron Howard. And it's it actually doesn't really touch too badly on the macabre, but mm. it, it's a it's a fun good good film, and it's. It's just, it can be lighthearted too. But then he's got his heavier films like Psycho. Um, and then you have The Birds, which is just an excellent, excellent film. Uh, Rear Window, North by Northwest, Vertigo, To Catch a Thief, Dial Him for Murder. These are all great movies. And North by Northwest is probably one of my greatest all-time favorites. I could wa re watch and rewatch that film several times which I have actually in my college dormitory back in the day on the channel TNT, I believe, <laughs> because it was on all the time. But you can't really uh, argue with North by Northwest being a great film with Cary Grant. So 
he he's just he has to survive in that film you know and so he does i think it's a solid choice as you know i'm not as well versed in movies and directors prior to 1980 obviously i know who alfred hitchcock is and i have seen his some of his more famous works so i mean i, I have nothing to say does, i mean does he have range or would you be okay just seeing the, the, the kind of classic hitchcock suspense does he do rom-coms or would you totally be fine with his one particular, I'm not really movie. into rom coms, but yeah, he does have romance in his films. Does he? And um, that's a big component too. So yeah, and Rear Window is actually like one of my favorite films as well. Um, it's a very psychological film. Yeah, with Jimmy yeah. Stewart, Jimmy Stewart, and Cary Grant and Grace Kelly, sure. and Tippi Hedren, and all these great actresses and actors are are a part of his a part of his filmography, and it's just it's everlasting the goodness of it strong choice strong yeah, choice thanks. my fourth now you're going to make fun of me on this one because i know you don't like this director but again what's my criteria feel good some movies okay feel good i'm going with judd apatow now judd apatow i have an episode that's probably going to come out after this one comes out because i think this one i'm going to queue up and release it in early july judd apatow I have an episode about how his movie, Seth Rogen, of course, is, is connected to him. He gave Rogen his start. They kind of perpetuate the Robin Hood, I'm sorry, the uh, Peter Pan syndrome, the stunted man syndrome. So I'm not a big mm -hmm. fan of that because most of his movies, either the ones he's directed or produced or written, because he's done a lot of work that he hasn't directed, have this kind of the stunted man, the underemployed pot smoking man. And I'm, I'm not a big fan of, of that and how he keeps pushing that. But if I'm just looking at his his directorial work, I'm getting Freaks and Geeks, which is a classic television show, launched Jason Siegel and Franco and, and Rogan. But I'm getting 40-Year-Old Virgin, Knocked Up, Funny People, This is 40, Trainwreck with Amy Schumer. Mm -hmm. I'm getting TV shows like Love and Crashing. Uh, these were both shows that I actually watched when they came out. And then I'm getting King of Staten Island, which I'll never watch because that's Pete Davidson. And then I'm getting The Bubble, which is a pretty funny movie that came out. I think it's on Netflix. I think it went straight to Netflix where it's a movie that is being filmed during the bubble. So it's how they how they did this. It's it's like a satire. It's got Karen Gillum and David Duchovny and other people. But I just get a lot of comedy and classics and uh, just a lot of feel-good stuff. Judd Apatow, his movies are stunted. They're romantic comedies for men, but they do have a heart underneath all of them. And for that, those movies, I wouldn't get tired of and they would make me feel good. See, if you notice, like in my four, I don't need action necessarily, even though Spielberg and Ridley Scott have it, but it's more about range and just feel good, like with Ivan Reitman and with Judd Apatow. Yeah, I mean, I think Judd Apatow has a few good comedies there. I, I do really like a 40 year old virgin um probably the most out of all his films yeah but other than that i just don't think he's my cup of tea really as a director i hear you i mean he's uh yeah. the older i get i've, I've grown out of him like I, I have this new series i started called parent corner where i'm revisiting <laughs> movies that i used to right. love and uh, he's definitely going to get a treatment later on i've already mentioned that I, i've done an episode on, on how i think what he does or at least what he did for the, and you, you know, we're not even including movies that he was producing like Anchorman, 
in some other movies. I just think he does men a disservice because a lot of television and, and movies program people, especially young people. And I think it, he just perpetuates this idea that it's okay to be 35 and be a pot smoking bum, like in Pineapple Express. <laughs> right. All right, who's your fourth? Well, my fourth choice is David Lynch. And he's very wow. dark, very dark person. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it is very psychological, just very gruesome, strange, kind of dreamscape stuff. With, um, just a macabre series of different films as well. Um, some of my favorites are Mulholland Drive, mm -hmm. uh, which you can watch and rewatch so many times and get something so different from that same film, which is why I kind of picked this director. Um, Wild at Heart with Nick Cage and Laura Dern. Um, that's sort of a fantasy film a little bit with off of Wizard of Oz there. Uh, Blue Velvet, which is pretty gruesome there with Dennis yeah. Hopper. Didn't he and, do Elephant Man too? Yeah, we could do Elephant Man That's and a also dark movie, uh, man. That, that uh, Isabella Rossellini. You can't beat her. <laughs> well, you can, I guess, in Blue Velvet. Um, Eraserhead, <laughs> and, and then another one too is Dune with Kyle MacLachlan. I'm a fan of that Dune. I like yeah. Ben Neves Dune as well, but yeah, the old Dune, yeah, that. with Kyle MacLachlan, and, and he's also in Blue Velvet, one of his favorites. So yeah. he's got his favorite talents, okay. but he also did Lost Highway, which is a really strange movie with Richard Blake in it. Kind of no scary. No way. David Lynch yeah. did a strange movie? No. Yeah, very highly strange film with, <laughs> <laughs> and very, very dark, very scary, very horrifying, um, as well as Inland Empire, which I think is his most uh, horrifying film. And then you're also getting Twin Peaks television show too. His last know. one though is The Straight Story, which was in 1999 with Richard Farnsworth, and he got a nomination, an Oscar nomination for Best Actor for that one. And Harry Dean Stanton is in that film too. And that's just about a man who drives his his John Deere or some okay. kind of a motor lawnmower to try to see his sixth his sick brother so that that was actually a, an okay film too all right but okay. yeah i just decided to throw him out because i do like very psychological type films and okay, you get you get twin peaks so you get all his tv work as well I, I i respect your choice on lynch uh we're gonna review our four and then give our top choice at the end i do want to save some time to mention directors that we did not pick uh, for a variety of reasons, or or maybe some honorable mentions. So sure. for me, for example, I like Fincher. I think Fincher is an amazing director and I'm getting action. So I'm getting like Alien 3, for example, but mm -hmm. I'm also getting uh, Social Network and I'm getting Mank and I'm getting Zodiac, but again, Fight Club. These are dark just too dark. His yeah, worldview is just too dark. Another one I didn't pick, Michael Mann. Very respected director. I yeah. love his movies. Just too dark for me. Not interested. Kubrick. Mm -hmm. Kubrick's a great director. Just not my cup of tea. And I mean, I don't want to be watching The Shining and Eyes Wide Shut and Clockwork Orange all the time. And he also has yeah, he, he also has some war movies like Yeah, and I get Spartacus. Glory. I would end up watching Spartacus the whole time because I can't and also watch full metal jacket. Yeah, no way. I'm not gonna be watching that. 
No, yeah, but that's a great film, though. It but is then a great there's film, also there's also Lolita too. Yeah, I'm gonna be watching Lolita all the time. No thanks, I'll pass. No, but I I had him as an honorable mention. Okay, I um, love David Lean. Going back, to, I get Chicago Bridge on the River Kwai and uh, uh, Lawrence of Arabia, for example. I love those movies, but again, just not enough work to justify picking them. Um, who else? I already mentioned. I also, oh, I wanted to mention mine, but go Please, ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Pedro Almodovar. Mm -hmm. He's a great Spanish director. He did uh, the comedy Kika. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tie Me Up, Tie Me Down. He's done more dramatic works with live sure. flesh. Why awesome wouldn't you pick him? Are you talking about talk to her? Are you talking and, you about know, honorable mention, or who you did has, not pick? He does actually have a lot of films, but I didn't pick him because I don't feel like I've seen enough of every film of his. But I do think he's a solid director, though. I wouldn't pick Almodovar simply because I'd have to have subtitles for every movie that I watch on my desert island. That would drive me crazy. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't pick him for that. Well, um, I do like him, though. I do like him. I didn't pick. So if you look at Nolan, Nolan, we talked about in that episode, doesn't really have a lot of work. And his his movies are amazing, psychological, intricate, but I just need some range. And I, I need some comedy. I need some rom comedy. I need something that's not, you know, a riddle wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in a mystery, which is the majority of his movies. Exactly. I mean, that's why I just went ahead and picked Tarantino for this this uh, particular Desert Island series and not Nolan, just because I, he, he really only has uh, Inception, maybe, which is a little bit lighter, and then also Interstellar. But uh, I don't know. I As much as I love Christian Bale, I wouldn't want to watch Batman trilogy all the time, so... Yeah, I just think there's no levity in any of his movies. They're, they're serious movies. They're great movies, but I just couldn't pick them. They're like overly, almost overly serious. Yeah. Right, right. So also I wouldn't pick, I thought of a little, you know, I, I thought maybe a little Ron Howard because I'm getting a lot of feel good. But just again, you know, he's got Cocoon and, and he's got um, Apollo 13 but now M. Night Shyamalan, he's got some interesting work. But oh, yeah, Catherine, I like him too. But a lot of his movies are just to the point where they're stupid or dumb. They're stupid, right? Like and you're getting funny. half of his work are maybe decent, but again, not a lot of range. Uh, right, with him. right. That's true. I thought about Nancy Myers because I do love kind of the Richie talky talk movies and Nora Ephron, both of them. But both of them only have about six movies that they've directed. And we're not looking at movies that these people have written in addition to directing. So as much as I like kind of the Upper West Side rich talky talks, because you know I love talky talks, that's only six well, movies for Efron, six movies for Nancy Myers. Um, so I'm not- Efron, I love When Harry Met Sally. That's a classic. But yeah, I, I, I couldn't watch it again, no. I've already watched it about 15 or 20 times. So I don't need to watch it anymore so anyone else you want to mention as to why you did or didn't have them um no that was about it really okay yeah. all right so here are my four and then i'll i'll tell you who i chose and then may okay. you her four and tell you who she chose so again mine were scott judd apatow ivan reitman and spielberg those are my four and mm -hmm. as much as i like the two comedy guys i'm only getting 
you know, maybe 10 movies out of them. So really this goes down to Scott and Spielberg because I'm getting at, at minimum, I'm getting, I think Scott in his, in his work has at least 30 directorial works in Spielberg, I'm getting more. So I'm, I'm looking at these two guys, well-respected, a lot of range, but I'm going with Spielberg. I mean, I, I don't, to me, this is not a no brainer because with him, you're getting a wide range. You're getting his genius, especially early on. But I mean, he still can. I mean, The Fablemans was a, was a very good movie, I thought. And so you're getting the range. You're getting the heart. You're getting the action with War of the Worlds, A Minority Report, Raiders of the Lost Ark, your Jurassic Park movies. I mean, these are classics. And you're going getting the more intimate works as well. You're getting Jaws. I mean, it's just, to me, it's a no-brainer. And I would... I, I want you to explain to me how he didn't even make your top four, because to me, it's like a no brainer that Spielberg would be the choice for pretty much everybody. I I don't know. I mean, I just think that lately his, his works haven't been as strong since Schindler's List, really. Um, and I, I do like him. I mean, I respect him a lot, but I, and I can't, again, I, I don't like E.T. and I'm not really a huge fan of Indiana Jones like most people are. Um, that's basically it. I, okay. Yeah. So review your top four and who'd you pick? Um, well, I haven't picked yet, but, you know, Quentin Tarantino hmm. has a solid list of, you know, dark, dark, violent comedies. Martin Scorsese has a wide breadth of, of films, everything from Taxi Driver to Goodfellas to Cape right. Fear to Killers of the of the Flower, Flower Moon. Moon coming up. He's still doing works. Um, Alfred Hitchcock, whom I love, all of his films, it's really a hard choice. And then also David Lynch, which is really hard too. But you know, I I would probably get nightmares on that island. <laughs> right. if I, put, I remember like, anecdotally because we have some spare time. I remember watching Elephant Man as a kid. My dad took me to this movie. Yeah, and I was freaked out. That movie right. freaked me out. Yeah, and and Blue Velvet, Inland Empire, those were freak me out too and also lost highway freak me out as well it's interesting because but, you're picking um, you're picking people for their artistic uh i guess their their artistic abilities you're picking well-respected directors and you're not even looking at like how these movies would affect my mental health if well this see and that's why lynch is out so only mulholland drive is really what i like from, from okay lynch. so you've eliminated lynch so I eliminate Lynch and I'm going to eliminate Hot Hitchcock because Psycho gives yeah. me nightmares. Okay, that so, makes sense. Um, and so I'm left with Quentin Tarantino and Martin Scorsese. Mm -hmm. I would have to pick Scorsese. Yeah. Tarantino, so just because he's done a lot of, he has a lot of range too. So I, I think that's a strong choice. And Tarantino, like everybody, he's ripped off of. Scorsese, along with <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, we we've said he's juvenile, and he is. So. And we talked about that in that episode that we find right. as, well, as we get older to be more sophomoric. So I think Scorsese and Spielberg, I think those are pretty respectable. I think a lot of people maybe would put them in their top five. Maybe won't choose one of those two, but yeah. I think if we we if you did a family feud, I know you always hate when I say this. 
you did a family feud of 100 people. Who's your Desert Island director? I think both of these dudes would be in the top five of most people. Yeah, definitely. Or maybe even the top four. But yeah, Spielberg is definitely an agreeable, he's a agreeable director. He's popcorn director, but he's also, he does his movies from the heart as well. He does. But so does Scorsese in his own way too, even though there's a lot of, um, it's riddled with a lot of violence as well. There's a lot of violence in Spielberg. The violence is kind of, you know, fake. Minimal. Yeah. Like, like Indiana Jones kind of violence and right, right. Jurassic Park kind of violence. It's not like. But I just feel like Scorsese's world is so much real. I mean, not, I'm not comparing him to Spielberg, but yeah, he, I think the Scorsese world camera behind the camera is so real. So, yeah. I think it's a strong choice, May. I think I think these are both strong choices. So yeah, they are. They the are. next Desert Island one we'll probably do is Best Actor. Uh, in that format, we're going to do the same thing: pick four men, and just look at movies that they have acted in. So we can't. You, if you pick Affleck, for example, you're not going to get movies that he didn't act in. Which I'm thinking that's a bad choice because I think aside from um, uh, Gone Baby Gone, he's been in every one of his movies, but We'll do that one upcoming for actors. We'll give our nominees and then give our choice. May, I appreciate you coming on. Yes, I appreciate it, Gregory. Until next time. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.